Good Friday afternoon. Happy to have you with us. This is Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. Pastor Ron, how are you, sir? I am doing great, Dwight. How are you doing today? Man, if it got any better, there'd have to be some ice cream involved or something. <laughs> I, tell you. I can agree with that always. <laughs> always. What is your favorite flavor? Oh, let's see. Chocolate chip mint Char- has to be. Oh, yeah. Briar's chocolate chip mint is, is that my no doubt best. About it? That's my best. Are That's you my... a Rocky Road guy? You ever do no, Rocky Road? I have. I do. I've done, I've done them all. <laughs> Anything else you want to confess here while all these folks are listening? Uh, we are glad you're with us, and we're excited about being with you this Friday afternoon uh, for Local Matters. And, you know, uh, we, we try to bring folks into the weekend talking about the things that matter most, uh, the things with eternal value, things with the spiritual value, and, and things that are important, and maybe questions that folk, folks ask along the way. And uh, what we're going to talk about today, um, a new perspective Hey, this is so good, as as I thought about as we were getting ready for this. And we're talking, what we're talking about is a new perspective of God. Yes. And, you know, and I grew up, I tell everybody, you know, I started going to church nine months before I was born. <laughs> yeah. And I did, get, I did get away from it for a few years when I was in college. And I thought, well, that's for my, that's for my parents. It's not really for me. But I decided after two or three years, hey, no, this is the way to live You my realize life. the truth. But what I heard and, and is that now— God's up there and God's God, but you know he'll and he wants you to be in his family. But man, if you get out of line a little bit, he'll he's whack you on the head. I mean, he's he's he'll uh-huh. he'll break your leg. He'll he'll take your job. He'll, he'll just to show you not mm-hmm. to get out of line. Mm-hmm. That was my early perspective of God. But as I've grown and got to know him better, uh-huh. yes. that's not the God of the new covenant. Yes. Not the God who loves me. The God I serve. Right. And you know, Dwight, the the I think that in order to change situations in our lives. Uh, and of course, you know, you can talk about any type of situation that you might get in, uh, the way to, the way to begin the process of changing any problem or any situation you're facing is to begin to change your perspective of who God is and what, how to relate to him in that process, Yeah, you know, and, uh, God has revealed himself. He's revealed himself all through the scripture by his names of and any other viewpoint, any other perspective, any other way of looking at him other than the way that he's revealed himself in his written word wow, that's good. is really it's setting us up for for failure because we aren't we're not seeing him correctly. It's like, you know, the little boys three little boys looked saw the circus came into town, you know, and they had a wood plank fence up in front of the the elephants and nobody could see that. So one guy said, well, you saw an elephant. What did it look like? He said, man, this thing had this little old tail, just this smallest tail that you could ever see, but it was just flopping and flipping. And then one of the little boys said, oh, man, I saw these huge flopping ears, man. It just is. And, and so each one had a different perspective. I got to ask you, what did the third guy say? And the third guy said, saw the body, you know, this oh, huge yeah. body, oh, you know? Wow, okay, yeah. And so, so same they, elephant. they each had the same elephant, but they each had a different perspective, which, which caused them to see that, that elephant in a in 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 their own way and and God really is wanting us to have a get our perspective of him where we're not looking through a peephole at him yeah. but we're really seeing him through how he's revealed himself in his words and you know um when we see God for who he really is Dwight the way we do that I mean just a real practical way we do that is exactly what you mentioned just earlier is when I got to know him myself, I think yeah. were your exact words. When I got to know who he really was, 
I began to see the proper perspective of him. And, you know, I got to know who he was through being taught and preached and taught and and getting in the word. Yes. I mean, God knows himself better than anybody else knows him. Exactly. And and what I'm I'm coming to learn in my lifetime is that although there's some very compelling figures in the Bible, there's Paul and Abraham and John the Baptist and Samuel and King David and on and on and on, really— the Bible is about God, yeah. and it's about him, and it's about what he wants us to know about him and and, and, what, and what he's done through and to and in spite of some of these other folks. You know yes. what I mean? but, but really, we get to know God through his word. And, you know, one thing that you learn about all those people that you mentioned, isn't it? You know, I heard one, I heard one minister say one time he was almost embarrassed because of the – that God didn't leave anything out. <laughs> You know, they you know, God, I'm glad I wasn't in the Bible. You yeah, know God, God just Everybody. God told it all. Yeah. You know, he, he told all the bad things as well as the good things, and and you know, but that's that's just another side of him that he is not. He's big enough that he doesn't. With Abraham's failure in regard to Hagar, uh, or with David's failure with Bathsheba, or with. Zach, was it Zacchaeus that climbed the tree that and had stolen Paul from people? people Paul, you know, yeah. all the failures in there that God is big enough that he put those in there. And I think the reason he did that, Dwight, was to show us that he can handle our failures. Yeah. He's bigger than our biggest mistakes. Mm. And I think w- when we see the perspective of him rather than him, uh, he's not like, you know, the mafia, you know, if you don't obey me, I'm going to break your leg, you know. <laughs> you know, but that's the image that's, that's out there in that, the body of Christ. That's, even. that's all pe- people have. That. They think God is the Godfather <laughs> right. rather than God the Father. Exactly right. I mean, it, and it's like you hear this and, well, that's God showing them by dropping a tornado or oh, a hurricane or causing a shooting in a certain city. Oh, and even insurance policies, which I've always had a problem with, an mm-hmm. act of God. Mm-hmm. You know, that, but that's not. And, but like you said, he reveals himself through his name, and he calls himself Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He calls yes. himself Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. He yes. calls himself Jehovah Shama, our banner, our healer, our shepherd. Yes. And that's what he calls himself. That, and that's and, and if we try to have a interpersonal relationship with him based on any other thing than how he revealed himself, then we really – we, it's impossible to do because you're really having a, a a relationship with an idol with something that's not real because God revealed himself and if and I'm just encouraging our listeners listeners today if you really want to get to know God go through the scripture and find out what his name says about yes. him Jehovah Shalom the God of peace, yeah. Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Shama, the God that's present. You know, I mean, it's just over and over and over again that he, you know, and the way I take that, that Jehovah Shama, for example, personally to me, that word Shama means he's present, that he will never leave me. He'll never forsake me, that he's always with me, that he's, he's, ever a, present. he's a present help in time of need. And and so when you really begin to see this perspective of who God really is, and you know what I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day, when, when God gave the commandments, 
even the Ten Commandments, which we know, you know, nobody could keep the Ten Commandments. That's why we have a new covenant. But the Ten Commandments are a great moral compass for us to live by and a great, I mean, a great moral compass for us to live by. But even in those Ten Commandments, God continually demonstrated the value that he has for mankind in giving those commandments. Yes. He showed us how to worship him, and then he showed us how to relate to people. I mean, and, and isn't that exactly what Jesus said, to love God and love people? So he's continually revealing the value that he has for mankind. He's continually doing that. We're glad you're with us today. This is Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. Allen and we're talking today about a new perspective, uh, the right way to, to, to look at God. And and, you know, we have to remember, we talked about earlier that the Bible is, is about God more than anybody else. Yes. That's the brain character in the Bible. But the theme of the Bible, the constant theme, is the redemption of mankind. Yes. Bringing mankind <laughs> back into the family of God who created us in his image, and he still wanted a family. That's why he sent Jesus to take what we deserve yes. to become sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. The way, if you've read any of the Bible at all, you see God's continued effort to redeem mankind, continued effort to save, continued effort to help. But I think so many people have a religious perspective of God. They don't see him as our father God. They see him as more of the Godfather. Yeah, they, really. see, they see him as the mafia type you God. you wake you know? up with a horse's head in your bed <laughs> yeah. if you get out of line just a little bit. And and, you're right. I mean, and, that image is out there. And that perspective is, it, it, you know, it really once because, see, I had that perspective. I used to have that perspective of God. And I'll just tell you this story, Dwight. It's so good. I, you know, I, you know, my testimony, I was uh, in a bar band for several years and played in bars and clubs and for four or five years. And so uh, one day I had to go to the doctor's office and was at the doctor's office sitting on the end of the, it was actually Dr. Jones, yeah. uh, who recently passed away, a great yeah. man. And, and I was sitting in his doctor's, in his office and his nurse came in and Dwight, she never preached to me. She never told me to quit smoking, drinking, cussing, dipping, or chewing, or running with those that do. She came in and she said, Ron, she said, I want you to know that God loves you. Wow. Turned around and walked out of the room. That's all she said. That's all she said. Dwight, that's the first time anybody had ever told me God loved me. Everybody had told me to quit doing all the stuff. Everybody had said, you better quit this. You need to stop that. You need to quit this. You need to stop that. She didn't mention it. She knew my life. I mean, she knew the things I was into and all that. But she didn't do anything other than say, Ron, God loves you. Let me say, that that was the beginning of the change of my perspective of who God really is. And I'll tell you, over the last 38 years, 39 years, it has been mm. a journey of learning and growing and seeing the depth, the height, the length of his love for me, his value for me. Not this mean, hateful person that's just waiting for me to mess up, but somebody that really cares about my life and wants to help me and wants to prosper me and bless me and keep me in a sound mind and, yeah. you know, that, that just keeps working with me even in the middle of my failures. And, and that's, that's, and never leaves you or And never you. leaves me and, yeah. and is always with me. And so when we're talking about, Seeing God from a new perspective, that's what we mean. You know, the scripture says there's nothing new under the sun. God's always been this way. But we want what our goal is 
is to hopefully bring that revelation so that people will begin to have a new perspective about him. Perhaps you're with us. This is Local Matters, Pastor Ron Allen and your host, Dwight Henry. Uh, the topic today is a new perspective, and we're talking about a new and correct perspective as a way in terms of looking at God, and we're happy that you could be with us today. And, you know, I, 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 as you told that story, I think about I serve as a hospice chaplain, and I'm thinking about a man that we served not too, not too many months ago. Uh, cirrhosis of the liver, uh, drank himself into that and, and just had not had any kind of background at all. And I'm sure he had a lot of those lectures and, you know, thought God was mad and uh-huh. God was angry. And so finally I got a call that he was apparently pretty close to death. And, and I thought, what am I going to say to this man? And, and I was just praying about what to say to him when I walked in the door. And I still didn't know how I was going to walk and how I was going to approach him. And basically, and I walked in and it just occurred to me as I looked at him in the bed, he was barely able to speak. I said, Wayne, I got great news for you. He goes, what? And I said, God loves you. Hallelujah. And out of that, uh, he eventually prayed and received Christ. And, and four people came to the Lord at his funeral. Wow. But because it was the love of God yes. that drew him to repentance. Yes. We're happy you're with us. This is Local Matters for Friday afternoon. Dwight Henry along with Pastor Ron Allen. We're talking about a new perspective. And we're back in just a moment. Happy to have you with us on Local Matters for Friday afternoon. Pastor Ron, I was talking about before the break, a uh, fellow Wayne that we served, yes, our hospice company yes. served. And, you know, he'd had, I mean, he'd had a background of, of, of just kind of like you and I both had. Uh, and, uh, in fact, one of his best friends, when we first uh, began to serve him, said, I'm surprised he even asked for a chaplain because he, he probably hadn't been in church three times in his life. And it's not been a priority for him. And, and so when I came, I had just couple of days before visited with him and said, Hey, I'm a chaplain and chaplains talk about God. And when you're ready to have that conversation, I'd love to have it with you. And he kind of grunted at me. Well, two days later, I got a call from his friend and he said, can you come and see Wayne today? And he wasn't on my schedule that day, but in my heart, I knew to, and they, I, I to go. I, I yeah. knew. So I went over there to a neighboring County, walked in and looked at him and said what I said previously. And I said, I got great news for you. Wayne, God loves you. And and he prayed and received Christ right there, but and then and then uh, it's a, and then they asked me to do the funeral, uh, some day, couple three days later, and so I stood up in front of that group, and they were Wayne's friends. They had lived like he lived, and they'd been sure. there, hung out. Yeah. And I said, you know, you knew Wayne better than I did, and I'm sure he, Wayne's like all of us. He'd made some different decisions if he could make them over. I said, you know how he lived, but let me tell you how he died. And I shared that story about 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 uh, wow. telling Wayne that that God loves you, and and then I said to them, and you know what? God loves you too, and if you want to go where Wayne is, you have to do what Wayne did. Yeah. And four folks received Christ as their Savior. Praise God. Night. That's great. But it was because of a God that loves them. Yes. And 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 never did say, well, boy, Wayne, he's just blown it now. I'm gonna, you mm-hmm. know, he, there's no hope for him. God never turned his back. He kept loving him. He kept drawing him through the love of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that's the God we serve. And that's perspective that we have. And it's not like some people may be listening, thinking, well, you mean to tell me that you know you just go out and do whatever you want to, whenever you want to, however you want to, and God keeps loving you. Yeah, he keeps loving you, but you know, there's more to the story than that. And those, yeah, obviously, the consequences of of any of our lives for rejecting God's goodness. But you know, Dwight Romans two says that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Yes, and and you know, you can definitely browbeat people with their sin. I mean, that's and I think really most adults know they're doing wrong when they're doing wrong, and and. you know, I'm reminded of a lady one time I was in a meeting and, uh, the, it was a large meeting and, 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 uh, the speaker had her to stand up and, and, and she said, and, and this is, this is a good example of what we're talking about here about people knowing the love of God. 
this speaker asked her to testify, give her testimony. And she said, well, I have to honestly say I'm in a black backslidden state today. And, and, but she said, I know God loves me. And I, and I know that, I know that repentance is mine. She said, I know I need to repent from where I am. And, and that's going to be my testimony that, that I am going to repent. And, And I'm sitting in this meeting thinking, you know, how many, places could you go to have a someone that was in a sinful lifestyle that would actually say repentance is mine i'm choosing that i'm moving toward that direction with no uh sense of god just waiting to to drop the hammer yeah you know god waiting to do that and and that's what we're talking about here dwight there's a perspective and we're not saying that sin doesn't destroy or sin doesn't kill people or cause an early death or a premature death we're not saying that at all the the scripture says the wages of sin is death and we know that and we're not trying to minimize that we're not trying to minimize the consequences of hell if a person doesn't receive the lord jesus christ but what we're saying is we are in the age of the grace of God where God is demonstrated or has demonstrated his love for us by sending the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. to demonstrate that love. And to hopefully that people would recognize that even before they could do anything right or wrong to have favor or to mess it up, that God has already demonstrated his love by sending Jesus before we could ever mess it up. Yeah. And that's that shows who God is. That reveals that God made the first move, that yeah. God took the first step, that God said, I am going to reach out for you. And, you know, Dwight, most people know what John three sixteen says. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But they don't know what John three seventeen says. Mm. And it says, for God sent his son into the the world not to condemn the world now i mean that's a lot that you own but that the world might be find life or be saved through him not to condemn the god didn't send jesus to condemn or for people to have that condemning outlook on him and i think a lot of times people resist god because they feel that but what, what this is what we have to realize when we feel that condemnation People confuse conviction and condemnation. Yes. Most of the time, it's our own heart that's condemning us. It's not God. Our own heart will condemn us. The Holy Spirit obviously convicts us of righteousness. He convicts us of what we believe and what we don't believe. But the goal here is is for us to see God mm. the way he really is, and he is for us. He's not against us. He's on our side. Yeah. He's trying to help us. You mentioned, Pastor Ron, earlier a covenant God has always worked, historically we learn in the Bible, God has always worked with mankind through covenant. He made a covenant with Adam, made a covenant with Abraham, made a covenant with Noah, and he made a covenant. But the covenant, the new covenant that Hebrews talks about, uh, was made also for our benefit. Yes. But it wasn't between us and God. No. It was between God the Father and God the Son. Yes. And we can't mess it right. up. Right. It, it, if we it. receive it personally, it's always ours. If we become a joint heir with that. Yes. And and I think it's Galatians 3 that says that no man can add to or take away from it. Yeah. It, we didn't shed the blood for this covenant. No. This covenant was cut between God and Jesus, but by faith— 
we become joint heirs with this when we believe that God loved us enough to do to have this type of sacrificial covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. And and, you know, Dwight, it's so amazing to me that uh, God in Hebrews, I think it's in two places in in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews eight and Hebrews ten, where it says that God took his laws in this new covenant and wrote them on our heart. Mm, mm. He took his principles, his laws, his his and by giving us his spirit, he put the the we could say the proper way to live, the right way to live. Yeah. He, he in receiving Christ in us, the hope of glory, he imprints that yes. upon our heart. He shows us that. Of course, we need to grow in our obedience to that. We need to learn, and we need to grow in grace, and we need to grow in righteousness. But but it's been imprinted, and it's been written on our heart. And, and you know, Dwight— I, I'm, I am believing my heart as a pastor and I, I pastor Living Hope Church in Cookville, but my heart as a pastor is to help bring a different perspective, yes. help people have a different perspective. And, and, and in order to have a different perspective, sometimes you've got to change positions. Oh yeah. You've got to change your way of thinking. In a paradigm shift or a, a, a paradigm shift. Yeah. Look at something differently. And Dwight, you know, I was wanting you to share just a little bit if we have time. Okay. You, you, uh, didn't you do something one time where you, did a homeless experiment yes. and you became a homeless person as an experiment yeah. and, and nobody knew it. And, 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 but see, now that's taking on a different perspective. Share a little bit about what yeah, happened. I, I had uh, I served on the city council learning we were having a homeless problem and it was homeless awareness week. So I talked to a fellow and I, he said, I, I said to draw, you know, get attention to that. Uh, he was going to go homeless, and I thought, well, how do you do? So I, I just felt in my heart I needed to do that. So so I had a certain amount of money, like $25 and a tank of gas, one change of clothes, and and literally everything I was a part of had a meeting that week. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just, I mean, and but I was going to do it and not let anybody know about it. So, and every, when I'd leave the last meeting, I didn't know where I was going to sleep. I mean, I didn't know. Wow. Where, and I would, I would think of so many things. I need to run home and get this. No, home's uh, not there. Oh, home is not wow. there. I, mean, I can't get that. And then, then one night I stayed at the rescue mission. I just walked up and knocked on the door and got exposed to and I ate breakfast for those folks. And then the next night I spent the night in a car on a parking lot in town. And the police came around about 2 o'clock, and I thought, if they if they pull, come up here. So then I left there and went to some parking spaces from apartments that I knew they had for visitors there. Uh-huh. Next night I stayed in an open house, perhaps I knew it was empty but the point is i just didn't know and and i had a certain amount of resources and i was about to you know they, they were getting low and very little changes of clothes and and all of that and just got an idea and mine was just going to last for a week and and, and just to give me an inkling a, a taste of what it was really like not to know where you're going to lay your head that night oh my. and and not to know if you're going to have enough money to to make it through and so and but when i got pastoral at the end of that week when i came home I looked in the back seat of my car. It was a mess. I mean, it was just and sure. and I, I went to some meetings and and one, I never forget one meeting toward the end of the week. I said, "Hey, we got plenty of food left over in this meeting that had some hors d'oeuvres." I said, "Won't you take some of it home with you?" <laughs> Ordinarily, I've said, "That's okay." I said, "Oh, I'm going to do it." Okay, <laughs> they had no idea, and I loaded up. So I mean, all you know, it, this was actually done in secret. Nobody yeah, knew no, you were nobody doing until it. it was all over. No, oh, okay, I mean, I, okay. And, and so I had a city council meeting that week, and every every committee, every board I served on, oh, like it met that week had very had one change one one shirt that i could wear same i covered up with jack had the same white shirt but at the end of that at the end of that 
I walked in my closet on Saturday when I came home and I saw those shirts and those pants and those shoes and that warm house and I just about teared up. Wow. Because I had a new appreciation for yeah, what it was. Because you had changed the perspective paradigm when you shift. when you saw the paradigm shift, you saw you saw life and and at a completely different perspective. That's what we're saying here. That we want God we want people to see God at this new as a new perspective than what they have and sometimes in order to do that you have to change your position you have to change the way you look at things it's been great Pastor oh Ron. hadn't this been great man been talking about a new perspective happy to have had you with us today join us again next week same time for local matters